Getting ready for the weekend? Get your Friday quick fix now with Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney on the Growing Up Rock podcast. Tell that slave driver to shove that sweatshop right up his head. Take this job and shove it. I'm taking what they're giving because I'm working for a living. Nobody's All around us, the intersections of space and time are conjoined in the cosmos with the apex of the vortex of the ozone and the E-zone and the Y-zone phases into one bitch of a weekend. Nothing matters but the Welcome to another Friday Quick Fix. This week, we are going to talk about a concert that I had the opportunity to go to this week. Uh, A lot was going on this week with it being the week of Thanksgiving. We had a house full of people. So we bought these tickets roughly about probably four and a half, five months ago, almost a half a year ago. The tickets were to see Mammoth WVH along with Nita Strauss. And it was taking place at the Buckhead Theater here in Atlanta. The Buckhead Theater was originally opened in 1931 as a movie palace. And it was used in that capacity for over 50 years. In the mid-80s, it was renamed to the Roxy and it became a concert venue, but then sort of really fell in disrepair. They had to fix it up and do a lot of renovations, stuff like that. They renamed it the Buckhead Theater because they built a brand new Roxy down by where the Atlanta Braves play in Marietta. And so this uh, theater, it's just really cool because it has a lot of the old decor, bits and pieces of the old decor so they didn't completely get rid of everything that it was, but they've just fixed it up. It's a really nice venue. I mean, it's pretty much open standing room only below and then upstairs in the balcony section. It has roughly about maybe 15, 10, 15 rows worth of seats. So it's pretty intimate still upstairs. The theater as a whole holds about somewhere around 12 to 1500 people. This particular concert for Mammoth was not sold out. It was probably, if I had to guess, somewhere around a thousand people maybe. For the first time, we had seats that were not standing room only. We actually had seats in the balcony. And I have to say, if given the opportunity to do that again, I would 100% do that again. When I went to get the tickets, I got them when they first went on sale. And honestly, the balcony seats were about maybe 10 bucks more each for those versus the standing room only. That's why I got them. I think in whole, the concert was somewhere around 100 bucks for two tickets, and that's 
Live Nation fees and all because it's a Live Nation venue and a Live Nation show. Uh, so I felt like that was reasonable. I like that kind of price range for concert tickets when you start getting into over 50 bucks a ticket for me personally it's just not worth it for me it just gets too expensive especially when you have to factor in like parking and food and all that other stuff we didn't go out to dinner before the concert we went straight to the concert because like i said we had a house full of guests so we went to the concert parked went straight in and that was pretty much it Please make sure you hit that follow button to subscribe to Growing Up Rock Podcast so you don't miss an episode. So if you're not familiar with Mammoth WVH, that is Wolfgang Van Halen. That's Eddie Van Halen's son on lead vocals, lead guitar. Frank Sidoris on rhythm guitar and lead guitar and backing vocals. Frank is one of the conspirators. He's part of Miles Kennedy slash Miles Kennedy and the conspirators. John Jordan on rhythm guitar and backing vocals, Ronnie Ficaro on bass and backing vocals, and Garrett Whitlock on drums. Opening the night was Nita Strauss. She's a amazing guitar player who is currently playing with Alice Cooper, but she has her own thing going where she puts out instrumental and vocal albums. She doesn't sing. She usually has guest singers. She just recently put out an album, and that's what she was in tour supporting. So she was the first on. She came on at 730. She played roughly about 40, 45 minutes. She's an amazing guitar player, so take the musicality out of it. As an instrumentalist and a guitar player, she's great. She's fantastic. She's easy to look at, easy on the eyes, just being honest. Uh, Musically, like songs, it's not necessarily my thing. So some of her songs are super heavy, and she had a guest vocalist. I wish I could never remember her name. Her name was Casey, and she came on to do uh, probably three, four songs towards the end. Some of it was Cookie Monster vocal, just not my thing. Anybody that's listened to our podcast before knows me, knows that that's just, I I really can't deal with the Cookie Monster vocal. Uh, Again, the crowd seemed to like it. She did a good job. Maybe one, two minutes into the concert, she actually had to stop because there was something going on on the floor. We couldn't see where we were sitting in the balcony, but I think it was some sort of a medical emergency, basically. But she was very cool. She stopped the show. She made sure she got the medic's attention, got help to the people that were there and uh, just, you know, very cool. Uh, She seemed to have a lot of concern for the uh, fans coming to see her. And I think that that's always admirable. And they just don't play, you know, you just don't play your gig. You're concerned with people's safety. And I appreciate that. So I don't have her set list in front of me. And even if I did, I really couldn't speak much to it because I'm not that familiar with her material at all. I can tell you that the last song she played was a song called Victorious. And really, out of everything, that was probably my favorite song and the song that was most closest to something, a style of music that I really enjoy. Uh, Here's a little snippet of Victorious.
So if you were into that, I would encourage you to go check out her material. Although the majority of it that she played live was not like that particular song. It was a lot heavier. There was some instrumental stuff. She's apparently engaged to horror drummer because she did talk about that a little bit. Just sort of mentioned that that was her fiance on drums. The rest of the band also very good. All in all, I mean, she put on a good performance. And if you're into that type of thing, it's all good. Then it was time for Mammoth WVH to come on. There was roughly a 30-minute uh, changeover in sets, and they came on. They did their thing. Here's the set list. I'll run down it, and then I'll talk a little bit about the show. They opened with the song Mammoth. They went into Right. They played Miles Above Me, Like a Pastime, Optimus, Stone, I'm All Right, Epiphany, Think It Over, Distance, which Wolf did distance acoustically and by himself, waiting, you're to blame, feel. They ended with take a bow. Then there was a little short break and uh, they came out and did the encore. The encore was another celebration at the end of the world. And then don't back down. Listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All in all, I thought it was a killer set. They sounded great. Wolf has an interesting persona on stage. I wouldn't say they're the most active band in the world, although they moved around quite well and covered the stage quite well, especially the other guys in his band. Wolf is kind of tied to the mic stand because he sings. So, you know, he went back and forth to the drum riser and he jammed with some of the other guys in the band, but uh, he kind of had to stay located near his his microphone. You know, he's very personable to the crowd. He's funny. He's a funny guy. I mean, uh, he seemed very cool, very real, and engaged with the crowd many times. You know, it wasn't just sort of playing and ignoring the crowd. He engaged the crowd. The crowd dug it. The audience response was very good. Probably my favorite songs live were Epiphany. Uh, I thought Distance came off great acoustically. Another celebration at the end of the world and Don't Back Down are just so much energy and so such a great note to leave on. The whole set really just flowed well. It sounded great. My wife is not 100% fully familiar with their uh, material, but she really enjoyed it. I wasn't quite sure she was enjoying it. I looked over at her a couple times, and she was just kind of still. But when we got out of the concert, she was like, oh, that was amazing. They sounded great. That was probably one of the best shows I've seen this year. And I was like, wow, really? Okay. Uh, so she really enjoyed it. All in all, just a really good set. There was no solos, drum solos, guitar solos, none of that. I mean, just the normal solos that were within the songs. He's a talented dude. He plays his ass off. I can see flashes of his dad in a lot of his playing, but he has his own thing as well. Hats off to him. You know, I mean, look, he could have definitely lived off that name and not played music or really just you know, gone out and did some sort of a Van Halen tribute or, you know, he could have gone a lot of different ways and he didn't. And I can appreciate that. He chose to carve his own path. And that says a lot to me. Not only that, he writes and plays everything on these first two albums. And to me, these first two albums are pretty close to one another in terms of quality and songwriting. I think he does a really good job at writing melodies. That's one of the things that I really like about it. I mean, his playing is great as well. But if you're expecting Van Halen and you're not settling for anything less than that, then you're disappointed. If you like just good music, good rock music, good playing, decent melodies, then give it a chance. I mean, if you're a Foo Fighters fan, like a lot of times I say that 
Mammoth WVH doesn't necessarily sound like Foo Fighters to me, but it has a lot of Foo Fighters qualities in it. And then a lot of the stuff that I like about the Foo Fighters are also in Mammoth WVH music to me, like really good melodies, rocking, but some softer parts, some quieter parts. I think that uh, Wolf is a decent singer. I mean, I can understand what he's saying. I can understand what he's singing. I like the emotion uh, in the songs he sings. What more can you ask for? So to me, I would definitely encourage you, if you're not familiar with Mammoth, to check out their albums. They have two albums out, Mammoth WVH, the debut, and then you have Mammoth 2. So either one of them are great. I would just say start with the first, move on to the second and the newest one, and check it out. And then if you have the opportunity to see him live, Go see it live. I mean, again, just they sound great. He does his thing. And uh, that's about all I can say about it. So that's it for me. This has been your Friday Quick Fix. Until next week, see ya. Thanks for listening. You got your fix. Now, let's shuffle, rattle, and roll into the weekend. can help out the podcast greatly by leaving us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Spotify. The links are in the show notes, or just drop us a line at our email, growinguprock at gmail.com. Growing Up Rock is a proud member of the Pantheon Network. Pantheon is the place for music lovers. Check us out along with many other great music podcasts on the Pantheon Podcast Network. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 